Welcome to this week's Eccentric Minute, brought to you by Eccentric. Our first exercise here in the Eccentric Minute is the K-Box Squat. This is the granddaddy of all of them, guys. One that we use at all levels of our training with a vast array of athletes. A couple big tips. I like to use a, something for our hands to support it. Make sure that strap is completely taut to the top. Don't leave it short. Don't leave it long. What I really like the most about it, guys, the iso-inertial wheel, we're going to use this with other squats as well. The other squats are working to depth. These, we're going to get to an athletic position and work our way up. Push hard and make sure you're fighting to hit that breaking force. As we cut reps, we usually cut depth as well to make it a little bit more transferable to what we do. This is an awesome exercise that I can't recommend enough. Throw it in your training. It's going to be great for you and your athlete. I really hope you enjoyed this week's Eccentric Minute. Make sure you check them out at eccentric.com to find out everything you need about the K-Box and the K-Pulley. Being a strength and conditioning professional requires constant pursuit of better knowledge, better methods, and better means. But what if there was a place where strength and conditioning coaches could learn from some of the most innovative practitioners in the world, such as Jeff Moyer, Lachlan Wilmot, William Wayland, James the Thinker Smith, and Kirwenham Flat? Well, you can find multiple lectures from each of these top-level coaches and a few lectures and examples from yours truly as well, all in the Strength Coach Network. The Strength Coach Network is going to bring you well over 100 different lectures from some of the top practitioners in the world to be your one-stop shop for your continuing education and professional development. So hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com slash today and get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. That's strengthcoachnetwork.com slash CVASPS to get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. I look forward to seeing you in the Strength Coach Network. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today, guys, I have the absolute pleasure of discussing all things training for basketball players with Matt Johnson. Guys, this was a really awesome Instagram Live we did a few weeks back and Matt's going to share with us a lot of really awesome things, including like the metrics he was collecting and what he was looking at and some things that he saw throughout the season um, and a new project that he's been working on, really to learn more of what basketball coaches are looking for from us when it comes to development. You know, and then we're also going to really get into what the role we have in this world of sport performance is turning into and, and how we may need to change our views and development based on this break. And that includes like what we may need to focus on going forward. This is really an awesome talk, guys. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Let's get right to it. What's up, brother? How you doing? Good, man. How are you? Good, man. In the uh, bedroom office. Brilliant. So, Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, got the snake plant behind me. So it's different, yeah. but doing well, man. Hi. Everything all right with you? Looks like a yeah. nice day there. Come again. Looks like a nice day there. Yeah, dude, it's, it's 72. It's, uh, it's really nice. Um, I mean, obviously, we'd both rather be doing other things, but, like, yeah, I mean. Oh, for sure. If I could sit outside and rap with my guy and it's 72 degrees, I mean, shoot, why not? I might have to move, though. I, my neighbors are doing some people behind us are doing some pretty – it seems as though some pretty significant landscaping work. Uh, so I might have to just pick up and go inside here. If whatever barrage of tools they've had out for the day. Uh, yeah, so yeah. Pick back up. For sure. But yeah, man. Yeah, um, no, it's cold, cold and rainy here today. Um, actually, it was rain, like pouring rain all day yesterday. So unfortunately, uh, any options for outside, outdoor a walk or a run or a workout uh, is pretty limited, but uh, it's supposed to get, I guess, get pretty nice next week. Nice. So definitely, uh, definitely jealous of the, the 72 degree weather, man. Yeah, dude. It's, uh, it's one of the perks of being in the South, but you know, then people will complain when it's 90 in a month, you know? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Is what it is. Yeah. We're always chirping about something, but, um, What's cooking out there, man? You said there were people that threw out some questions on your Instagram, other than Grant saying we need to do push-ups, which I can't do right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, what else did you get fired at you? Um, I got some at-home uh, workout ideas. 
Um, apparently, and this is kind of something we've run into a little bit is Amazon perform better. A lot of these, you know, fitness sites are, are out of stock in terms of equipment. Mm. So, uh, currently I'm working on some plate exercises. So some paper plate exercises, um, exercises you can do with a towel. Um, and I'm trying to get some stuff done with like, you know, Hey, here's a bunch of things you can do just with a elevated surface, like a couch yeah. or a set of stairs or something like that, where I think there's a lot of options you can do, but, um, you know, taking care of the guys right now, just in terms of, you know, um, obviously a really emotional, uh, you know, time in their life and, you know, making those phone calls and just making sure they're good. Um, I know myself just speaking, you know, just, uh, directly to myself, it was, it was hard for me to, you know, cope with for a couple of days, but, um, you know, there's, there's always lessons in the journey, man. And, mm -hmm. um, we definitely learn, um, a valuable lesson and, you know, that's our health. That's number one, that always takes priority. And we've, talked about that just in terms of self-care and things that we should do as coaches uh, nutritionally and and uh, fitness routines to, to stay you know stay right you know and stay yeah, good um, other than that just really uh, doing a lot of work quantifying our season um, so as you know uh, we have connects on um, I actually have the have the, the little chip right here um, so we're, we're, um, we're putting together a lot of postseason reports and, uh, for me, it's, it's pretty, pretty new experience for me, um, in terms of getting all the movement metrics and, uh, just some really eye-opening numbers. Um, so we, just a little background on that, if I could speak on that is, is I put the proposal in, in the preseason and you know how it is the, the wheels kind of sometimes turn slowly. And uh, so we put the RFP in and we physically got the technology um, October 13th. And that was our first date of collection. So from October 13th until our last game, uh, March 11th, I tracked all practices, all skill workouts, all games. Um, so roughly that's a five, five and a half month period there. Our top athlete was over 370 miles. Um, our top jumps, over 9,300 jumps. And in terms of top end sprints, we had one athlete over 550. And a top end sprint based on the technology is over 13 miles per hour. So um, pretty eye-opening, you know, where I, I played, I played division three ball and basketball was always a part of my life. And um, now just physically looking at the data from this instrumentation, I think it, it's really going to help us uh, prepare in this off season here. Whenever we do get the guys, um, you know, unfortunately, it's probably looking like end of May or, or June at this point. But um, you know, we're looking at some pretty cool things and peeling some layers back in terms of that mileage metric. Okay, well, let's let's look at distance accumulated in those speed zones or in those sprint zones. Um, in terms of that jump metric I shared, the, you know, the 9,300 jumps, well, what percentage is the really small um, one to five inch jumps? What percentage is the maximal jumps? And as you know, coming through the data, I mean, we're talking about 30 something games and over 103 practices, roughly. Yeah. Uh, that's a lot of data. Yeah. And, um, but the interesting thing with the jumps, man, is, is for me just speaking you know over the years of me working with basketball players we've always trained the you know hey let's get three by three of max effort jumps jump as high as you can man grab a med ball grab some dumbbells you know strap that weight vest on and we've always hit that in training okay but based on the data from what i'm seeing right now is a, a larger percentile is those small sub sub maximal jumps yeah, like the bouncing almost things. Yeah, the very elastic, uh, very short displacements um, where, you know, I think Kevin Durant and there's a lot of other, you know, uh, you know, tendinopathy related issues where there's been, you know, tendon injuries and things like that. Are we 
doing enough of that in training to prepare for the demand that the game is placing on them. Uh, so that kind of has opened my eyes in terms of, okay, maybe we need to reevaluate our plyometric activity that a plyo isn't just something we're going to do maximally, right, as high as we can or as far as we can, but chopping it up into little pieces. No doubt, man. I think that working the different ends of that spectrum are going to be more and more important, I think, the more layers we're able to pull back from the game, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. You know, so that's where, you know, a lot of my time is being exerted. And um, it's funny, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm calling my, my strength coach buddies and stuff, but uh, I'm, I'm working on an interesting project right now where I'm reaching out to a lot of basketball coaches. And um, my, my reasoning for that is, you know, if I can better understand the game from the eyes of a basketball coach, then I can better prepare those athletes. And, um, you know, I've, I've played and, and stuff like that, but in terms of, you know, just when you're talking to a high level, you know, strength coach, they can talk training, right? Mm -hmm. and, and versus somebody that's just an average Joe working out, right? But uh, I'm very interested in how coaches, how basketball coaches evaluate, right? And where what I'm finding is, with strength coaches, we evaluate by tests and measures. We quantify things with numbers. And so much of what a basketball coach does is they evaluate by a gut, a feel, what their eyes are telling them, conversations, you know, that relationship aspect. Um, and I'm really interested in uh, development from a skill aspect, that, that whole side of, of player development. You know, what do guards need to do very, very well, right? And, um, you know, one thing that, you know, in one of my conversations, I've, I've, I've had three different conversations with, uh, you know, coaches that I really respect. And, and the one hit me with this little nugget is it's a fist fight to get open, a foot fight to score. A fist fight to get open, a foot fight to score. And so then what, you know, I'm trying to find takeaway value. It's like, okay, you know, fist fight, you know, okay, hand, forearm strength, arm strength, um, dexterity, you know, things that I think sometimes, you know, we've talked a lot about the foot and ankle. Sometimes that becomes, you know, you know, stepbrother to a lot of these things that we do, right? But it's a really, really pivotal piece of performance. So, hey, can we do more, you know, hand, wrist, forearm strength um, to help them, right? And all that stuff that we're doing in terms of those exercises we're programming, they're truly translating to that player, right? And until recently, I mean, like, I, I kind of view them as like little uh, balls of clay, right? And we need to mold them to fit into the system, the style of play you know, at Butler, at Richmond, or any school and stuff. But also we need to mold them to phys have the physical attributes to, to, to play their position and to do it very well. No doubt. And I think that also, too, we've got to be the clay to be able to mold what we do to be best with, for what's them. I think all too often, like, if someone said to me what the coach said to you, that would almost be like a – Ten year ago, Jay, that would have been like a stoplight. It would have been like a total reevaluation, you know, because you would think that getting to the basket and getting away from someone would be similar. But I understand like the clutch and grabbing and the, you know, like the swim moving and whatever. You yeah, need yeah, yeah. To get open, um, and then when you are in possession of the ball, you can't do that because mm -hmm. um, they're actually yeah. watching you. Allegedly, um, we could talk about those three other guys another day but um <laughs> the uh yeah the, the newer older jay would probably say okay but then what does that fit into how this guy plays i mean like there are certain players that are never going to be the fist fighter right like mm -hmm. yeah you know especially like a guy that dominates the ball like do you really need to worry about that or do they need to be even faster 
more elastic, you know, things mm-hmm. of that nature to, to kind of fit that mold, but not mold them to fit it. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, it's, it's something that I'm having fun with right now. Um, just in terms of trying to educate myself, you know, and, um, I think the earlier years of me doing this and just kind of what I've digested over the years, I think sport coach and strength coach at times is, is a little bit of this and, um, we could better serve our athletes with having more of this unity. And that's all I'm, you know, that's the greater purpose of, of what I'm trying to do here is, uh, is listen and learn and um, be invested and show my investments like, hey, um, what are you looking for? You know, what, what does um, player A need to work on this summer? On the court, I'm not even talking about the weight room. And now from that conversation, um, okay, I've, I've created a checklist. And what I found myself in these conversations is like, okay, now what I'm doing is I'm finding exercises that can solve those problems. Right? I dig it. So, you know, I mean, it's just something fun, man. Just trying to, just trying to look at it in a different, different scope, different lens. Um, there's no really end goal with it. It's just try to learn as much as possible, you know. So then how do you see that going forward, like periodization wise? Like, cause you're basically gonna have to almost start over with your entire like progression schemes in, in certain situations when it comes to specific adaptations that these coaches are looking for. Yeah, you know, it's funny. So. Uh, the one coach, I got the notes right here, is when I asked him a question about skill development. And um, I said, hey, what is, what is your philosophy, right? What do, you, what do you view it as? And he said, I, I view it as a, a holistic approach. So every one of my players needs to dribble, they need to pass, and they need to, sh- need to shoot. They need to be well-rounded in all those things, right? And then we got on the conversation of, you know, how basketball at the college level um, and NBA and and really just globally is becoming positionless, where there's really not positions, right? So then what I kind of, you know, what was my takeaway when hearing that was, okay, that is general physical preparation, right? When you're training an athlete, like if, 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 this is from a basketball coach's viewpoint. It's like they need to dribble, they need to pass, they need to shoot. They need strength, they need power, they need conditioning. Right? And then now we're, 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 we're going from there. And um, so, you know, you, you, you bring up a good point in, in what I, I'm not necessarily trying to, you know, create a framework about around this idea. But what I like about it is it will allow me some individual time with guys because that's my position here at, at Butler. It's, it's unique. I'm just, you know, overseeing these 14 guys every single day. So I have the time, I have the availability to bring Bryce Golden in and working on land on two and being strong in his base and, and catching the ball low and working leverage and pivoting from that position. And I can do that stuff with a med ball or, trying to, you know, pull him off his base with a resistance band, all from the weight room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did that make sense? No, 100%. Some, you know, some of the, some of the stuff I, I, I think of and I say sometimes doesn't make sense, but. <laughs> no, but again, I think that it still comes back to, like you were saying, like, the question of where is the line, right? Like, how far does the general go? And how far is far enough, or do we cross lines with some of the specific? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, like, like we sat and talked about one of the guys last summer about like a specific skill that he needed to work on. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I gave like some weight room examples and then like some things that could be done in the court. And it's, I think that allowing for that dexterity within the staff is something that is, that is unique and is earned. It's not given, um, mm -hmm. you know, to be able to answer those questions is, is earned and not given. Um, but I think that that's a really interesting question you know, to say like, what do, like, what is development and like, how does it happen in, you know, cause we do quantify things way more. Um, Been a basketball coach. I, I think that we quantify more specific things. Cause you could say that we had guys who developed exceptionally this year, but like points per game went down. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, so I do think that there's probably in the sport coach realm, and this is me just spitballing off the top of my head, and I might come back in an hour and be like, nah, I was wrong. But, like, I think they probably are way more subjective than objective, mm -hmm. you know, in, in some of those senses, especially in a game that's as chaotic and weird as basketball. You know, like, in football, like, you can quantify everything, like, Oh, Even for it's, sure. It's just yeah. as simple as like plays you messed up, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But there's so much, there's so much like ebb and flow and there he goes. Uh, ebb and flow and creativity when it comes to the game of basketball, almost like soccer. So come on, come on. Um, that it's, um, it's, it's different. It's not it's maybe not as completely numerically quantifiable. You know, remember when they tried to do that too, when they were like Dwight Howard was the best player in the NBA because of like three statistical numbers. Yeah. And it was like, oh, it's still probably take LeBron. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. And still it's, probably take LeBron, but you know. It's, it's amazing how much they evaluate the intangibles too. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think for us, we get a kid summer two, first day. We're on a different timeline than the basketball coach or the assistant coach. Because what, ha what what's happened is they've spent this entire time recruiting this kid, learning the intangibles. They know who that kid is. Mm -hmm. Right. And so now we we start on, you know, July 3rd or whatever that date is. And now we're trying to get caught up. Just in terms of, you know, hey, you know, um, is he a winner? Is he competitive? Is he tough? How can how can I coach him? Is he more of a direct guy or an indirect guy? You know, um, just in terms of his personality, like, is he the Wolverine? Is he just, you know, hey, coach, just give me the workout. I'm going to get at it. Or does he need a little bit more, you know, kind of some of that love, you know, put your arm around his shoulder and kind of got him through. Mm -hmm. um, so that that was really fascinating. And that doesn't even incorporate any of the, can the guy touch his toes? Yeah, well, that you know, that, that that's a whole other part of this conversation, man. I mean, I'm, these were like hour, hour and a half long conversations. That's awesome. And the one question I presented to all of them, of course, is, hey, do you ask the question? Okay, one, do you ask these, these kids, do you train? Okay. And, you know, do you do formalized strength conditioning? Do you ask them about the health of their body? Right? Do you ask them about injury history? Because I don't know about I don't know about you, man, but it seems like every year it's getting worse and worse in terms of how these kids are showing up mm -hmm. on campus. Right? Can't touch their toes, can't do an active straight leg raise, can't do a proper body weight squat, can't do a chin up, doing the, you know, the hip sag push up for reps and have scapular problems and, and mobility issues in their shoulders and all this, that, and other thing, right? Um, and I struck out. No, 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 yeah, 
nobody said they were asking those questions. Mm. You know, so I think those I think that's a really key part. Because just like I was saying, we're behind the timeline in terms of knowing who these kids are. They already know who they are. We don't, right? But then we also don't even know what work has to be done. Yeah. So it, it would help all of us, right? If in that evaluation process, it's like, hey, this is, this is kind of what you're getting. You know, long-term knee issues, back problem, repetitive ankle sprains, um just started training late in his high school career his senior year started doing some stuff with the weights and and so now you then you can kind of create a a picture right or an idea okay this is what i'm getting when this kid gets here would you rather have that with the risk of getting some possibly misrepresented information or would you rather have it where it's like let's just start at the ground floor and know that if we got to go to the basement we can if we got to go to the parking deck we can but we can continue to ride this elevator up until we find where we got to be yeah i understand what you're saying i mean i i think there's i think there's power in being informed for me personally you know, like I, I, I like knowing what I'm getting, right? Versus like figuring it out and we've wasted time, right? Where time is, is so essential to our success, right? Look at, look at how important time is right now. We, we always argue and complain about, oh, we don't have enough time with our guys. We don't have enough time with our athletes. Well, we have even less time now. <laughs> because because of this thing and the reality is we, we might not see our athletes until june july mm -hmm. right because i mean for here graduation just got canceled that's the second week of, uh, of may right so yeah i mean for for me i mean obviously everybody needs different things to to have that um you know backbone or the, those cornerstones for success but for me i, I like I like being informed. I like feeling like I know the kid before the kid has even stepped foot on campus. That's fair. So that's fair. Yeah. What I'm about you? Opposite. What are you up to? Oh man. Just all this stuff, man. Just trying to get ahead, trying to get something out so that they got something to do at home. Um, contemplating what the next step is while they're at home, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and really trying to evaluate this and not overdo it. I think. Did you see Ben Kenyon's comment, A10's finest? He's talking yes. about you. He's talking about you, man. No, well, talking about the former. But what Ben Kenyon can't forget is he's still the best dressed guy in the history of the Atlantic 10 Conference. And there's that's there's never. He had those swaggy suits, man. Uh, well, he didn't have the gray suit, you know, but. The amount of sweat the gray suit of mine has accumulated over the years is disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. That's why we went to slacks and polos. But um, no, I think that like, I think that there's a lot of cool things going on right now. I think that people sharing and trying to educate and trying to grow, I think is great. I always think it's great. That's the whole thing behind CVASPs. That's what we want. We want conversations and we want people to share. Comma. We also complain about the fact that none of these kids get a break. And none of these kids ever get to calm down or breathe. Um, and all you hear from the guys, for the most part, is that they're bored already. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's been four days. Yeah. yeah. Um, six days total, I guess, if you count going home Friday. And it's like, well, part of me gets it. Part of me wonders, and, and has been trying to do, like, some, some soul searching with what we've been doing for the past X amount of years. Like, have we programmed some of the creativity out of them 
And like, have we taken it to the point where like some of these kids now, like if they aren't here, there, then, this, that they do just get so stir crazy because they've been so just like next, next, next. Mm. next yeah, yeah. Next, yeah, that next society. You know, and it's like, like part of me looking at what we're doing, so we're just putting together like a simple week of just like two different body weight workouts and then a low end conditioning thing, repeat day off. And then what I want to do is just record all this extra stuff that I'm going to do on my own because if I don't work out, I'm going to lose my mind. Um, oddly enough, I got kicked out of a park today, like off of a, like I was told like this school that's totally empty. It's like, you can't use the field. It's like, I was totally distanced until you came over here. Like, I don't get it, but whatever. Um, comma sneaking back tonight uh but anyway <laughs> like, um, no one's working a 12-hour day right now but it's like almost like what our role is now like like how we talked earlier like is our role to program for them or is our role just to be like yo here's some stuff that we can do like yeah, here's a hill yeah i love the like you're, you're spot on man i love the autonomy piece yeah where you make you make training fun you make it creative and think about it what there's you know i mean this is the best time to do it or yeah. even just having fun with your athletes say hey hey guys take a paper two paper plates you could use one you could use two think of a bunch of exercises and send me a video yeah. see what they come up with man yeah no doubt you know, or say, you know, a towel or, you know, a, a, a jug of laundry detergent or whatever. Like, um, you know, so that's like, to, to, to your point, that's how I'm attacking this thing too. I, I mean, I think rest right now is a priority just from all the metrics, you know, that we hit earlier in the, in the conversation. Um, you always know that you have to take some time off, but then you kind of get this pressure of like, Hey, Matt, uh, you know, when are we going to start weightlifting, right? Or you got the athletes knocking on your door. Hey, coach, when are we starting up? And I mean, I, I like that stuff, but this is like a, a forced almost, I mean, forced period of rest, right? Okay. So what I think is going to be pretty cool to see, it's just like when you haven't seen all your kids for the summer, right? And they come back in the fall. They're like so jacked up, so excited, ready to get after it. They want to hit the gas pedal and go, right? Mm. It's going to be ampl amplified now. It's going to be like times two, right? So, you know, I don't know how long this thing's going to last. It, it might be over next week and might stretch all the way until July. But, you know, um, doing the necessary planning and, and, and things like that. So whenever that time is, we can hit that that sucker down and, and go, man, because I, they're going to be ready, no doubt. Mm -hmm. yeah. No doubt, man. And I, I think that it would be it would be kind of neat to see that, like how it used to be before we had everything all summer. You know, yeah. that extra bit of excitement when they come back and it's like, we haven't practiced since yeah early april late march you know like we're excited to get back to it all we've done is play pickup yeah. like yeah yeah you know and, and here's a here's a whole other you know non-basketball uh well i guess it's strength conditioning related but it took a pandemic for us to increase fellowship in the community of strength conditioning no doubt and you know, you've always been about it, but have have we, okay, speaking of we as a strength conditioning community, have, have we always been about it, right? And so now it's like, oh, I got all this time on my hands. You know, that that's the worst excuse in the book. And we've talked about that all the time. I don't have time. That's BS, mm -hmm. right? And so now it's taking a, a, a global national pandemic, whatever you want to call it, for people to get on a Zoom call or do stuff like that, or do stuff like Instagram Live or whatever. Like, 
So the a whole other off topic thing, like what I hope is like, there's a greater purpose to everything in life, man. All right. So what is the greater purpose of this here? Like, I hope we continue doing stuff like this. No doubt. Right. And, you know, CVAPs and the content that you're always pushing out. Like, I know you are, but I'm talking about collectively, you know, as a whole, will we continue doing it? I think we should, because it's just fun to see just the fellowship and how sharing people are. And, you know, it seems like every day, you know, now, like, your thing here is caught fire. Like other people are doing Instagram lives and getting other people to go on. Right. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Right? Yeah, dude. It's, um, it's kind of a, a positive byproduct of a negative thing. Right. And it's like the, the part Scott and I talked to Caulfield and I talked about this yesterday a little bit, like, I just hope that the one thing that doesn't happen is that it turns into like the next time we do this, it's like, I can't believe people are bitching about like whether or not you should back squat again, you know, like, are we back there already? Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. like yeah. If, if things work out and everybody comes back to see VASPs and, and like this clears out by and we're good to go. Like we sit down and we're still talking about people acting like idiots on sidelines and things like that, you know, and chase a trillion percent. Will, will injuries go up due to lack of prep time or do they go down because the kids finally had some real downtime? Yo, I think that that really good point, man, beyond the million dollar question. Like that is the one and, uh, you and I spoke about it, chaser Roos and I spoke about it. Um, I'm very interested to see that, you know, especially like if there is a way to quantify stress related injuries and or issues, not just injuries, like issues and how kids psychologically, like if we want to call it mental health wise are handling the season. Um, yeah. I'm with you, Chris. That's, like, a, that's a big, that's a big time question. Yeah. And unfortunately, none of us have the answer, but you know, time will time will tell. And for for me, I mean, here here's the here's here's the the other thing I got thinking about today is say this thing goes 18 months or, or I don't know, or or whatever, you know, like say say it goes all the way until August and then we can all go outside and everything's great. And it's like new world uh, by coronavirus. I mean, we're expected to play games the end of October. <laughs> you know, well, we I, were. I, That's how it used to be. Yeah, but I mean, maybe. Well, maybe let me ask you this: for, for, as as a guy who I think is one of the best in college basketball, how long, if you were said? What is the minimum amount of time you need to get somebody ready to handle a basketball season? What would that time be? I think two months so you can at least have two phases of work. So eight weeks? Yeah. So if we come back to the last week of August, that would be August. September would be five to six. Mid-October is going to be eight, which is when we start practice anyway. Yeah, but then, then you know what's going to happen is now you have two months and everybody wants to do everything. They want to do their on-court stuff. They want to they want to do their, you know, five-on-five. Five. Guys want to do their skill workouts. I want to do what I want to do. And now we're trying to jam all this stuff into like a little round hole. Mm -hmm. Right? And to Chase's point, that could actually – do a lot of harm just just the oh, 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 the massive spike yeah yeah the, the massive spike and us trying to it's like oh yeah here we go guys like you know haven't seen you since you know when we got the news we we're playing in the tournament you know but uh, <laughs> um you know very interesting very interesting and i'm, I'm interested to see how a lot I of people do handle. it huh i think we could do it 
Well, I'm going to be tracking the stuff anyway. Oh, no doubt. But I think, and, and Mark's 100% right, you just got to do what's best for the athletes. But I think that with the, the four people, I don't know, I, there were so many people coming in and out that I don't know actually who's in here right now, but with yeah. Chaser in there and, and Adam, you know, and, and yourself, you know, guys who this isn't your first rodeo on either side of basketball, like understanding what the biomotor demands of your team are and, and what is required. I think all of us too, if it got to a point where the coaches got a little knee jerky and we're like, but we've got to do all this other stuff too. I think that we've had enough experience to be able to pull that rope back on our end to make sure that at the very least, we aren't pouring the part into the cup that overflows. It. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we can't do the harm. Well, we would do our best not to. Yeah. 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 That's what I, that's what I was. Yeah. I'm in agreement with that. You know, I mean, it's going to, it'll probably be frustrating. It'll probably be difficult. <laughs> we'll probably have to find different spots yeah. where we really are just like almost focused, like lasery. Um, we'll probably all call each other at least twice a week. Like what is going on? But I think if you gave, if I gave you four hours a week or I gave Chase or Ringwood four hours a week of the eight, I would, and I said, we got four weeks. I would be really confident that that team would be ready. I'd be really confident that team would be ready. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny, like, you know, you, you, you can relate time to facilities, right? We've, mm -hmm. you know, my background at Montrose, we had the smallest little shoebox weight room, but we made it work. Right. And so you guys are pretty good. We were pretty good. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. had really good players too, but, yeah. <laughs> and that matters. I hear that helps. But um, you conform, you adapt, right? It's mm -hmm. kind of like what we do, what we're, what we're born to do, right? And so you look at, okay, like what is the re reality? It's not perfect. It's not ideal, but we have a month or we have two months. Let's design the best possible program to prepare these guys to be ready. And yeah. of course, I would, I, would, I, would, I would love to have more time, but we don't. And this is what we're chopping off because we don't have the time to do it. And we're just getting as bare bones, as simplistic as possible, right? All the stuff Matt, Matt Johnson was talking about, you know, player-specific, uh, you know, basketball uh, transference and all this other stuff. Like, we're throwing all that stuff out the window because we don't have time. And um, it was a great idea, but sorry. And we're going to get you ready. Mm -hmm. right. And you know, that's a that's man that that's a that's a really solid um point oh, i want to work on that like for sure and next uh next number of weeks i'm here in my at home office <laughs> yeah and you know and it's not to say that one way is good and one way is bad because we don't have the answer yet nor do we hope to have the answer really but i i do wonder like I wonder if there could really be some some legs to that, like the whole idea of, you know, I mean, like, I'm sure you guys, when you guys got up to Manhattan, I'm sure you guys had a bunch of guys that were like walking funny and, you know, moving goofy, but still balling their butts off, you know? Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we, you know. Because that's what March is, you know? But I wonder how much of that with all of these kids started in May and didn't necessarily start in February or whenever they started to have the problems. Mm -hmm. Facts. I'm with you, Chase. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. Uh, Chase had a good thought and that's kind of where I was going as well is just in terms of the length of the season right it's like you know does the NCAA just abbreviate it 
And instead of playing, I don't know, I mean, 12, 13 non-conference games, and then you add exhibitions in there, like we're going to start games, you know, Thanksgiving. And it's a shorter, you know, it's a shorter season. So then you have your normal preparation time and what you would normally do, right? Yeah. I guess my only thing with that is, is if they had to do that, that means they pushed football back. And it's going to take a lot for them to push football back. Mm. A lot. I would be interested to see what a lot of those football guys are doing. Yeah, Brinks and I have talked a little bit about it. Um, that that sounds like an exceptional challenge. Yeah, man. I mean, <clears throat> not to say not to say our sport isn't, you know, dependent right. on strength and power. Right. But man, that engine you build in the weight room, you know, within a football program, that that will win or lose you games mm -hmm. flat out. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. Damn, man, I love our conversations, man. Yeah, dude. And it's great when we can do this and, like, the goal actually is accomplished, right? You got a question or two asked by people that we got to rap about, and then you got people like Mark and Chase. Mark Spellman. How you doing, yeah. buddy? Mark and Chase hopping on here. And actually, it's funny, you know, Mark brings that up. So, uh, a Hank Krejnhoff quote, I got to speak with Hank yesterday. And his whole take on this is all this is going to do is challenge the creativity of the coach. I'm like that's, it's so Hank. That's so Dutch. You're you're right. You know, it's like, how creative can you be to get jo the job done that you need to? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it will really push our innovation. And I mean, maybe I'm guilty of this. Like. I think I've bashed some like innovative training techniques and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, now you got to be innovative, man. Yeah, we all have because it's all what's important is the simple stuff, right? But if you can't get a barbell, how can you do simple stuff? Like I've got kettlebells here, but like my guys don't have kettlebells at home. No, no, absolutely not. Yeah. Like, yeah. What? You want me to use what? Yeah. You know? That's why I like that post about the hill, even though people totally misread it. Um, I should have so I should have put uh, video was taken August second, two thousand nineteen. Yeah, that was yeah. Uh, like guys, calm down. That was, a, that was a fail. <laughs> but you're you're right, man. You know what you're trying to do with the park, like outdoor mm -hmm. training possibilities. Like hopefully here in Indianapolis, like it stops raining and you know being cold, like. You know, send some of that 72 degree weather uh, my way. But yeah, man, that outdoor stuff, like going to parks and finding a, a good solid hill, like that's right off our, our football field. Um, you can see Hinkle Fieldhouse in the background. Awesome, yeah. awesome hill. But uh, yeah, finding a good hill. Yeah, or like a soccer field or like a track. Yeah, man. Coach, I'd love to see that backpack program if you haven't put it online. Share that. Um, Who said that? Uh, somebody just put it in the comments. They sent their then guys home, home with an all backpack program. Uh, so he, I wonder, like, what what he put in there, like groceries or books or something. I'd probably put books in there. Yeah, that's cool. Post that, man. Yeah, but it's again, it's like people sharing, and it's like ideas, things that we can use. And, you know, I think right now, and I understand some of the knee jerkiness that people are worried that, like, these kids have to have something to do. Well, they still got to go to school, right? They still got to pass class. Yeah. And on top of that. You said canned food books. That's, that's a great idea. That's a brilliant idea. Props to that guy. No doubt. And, but on top of that, right, like. If this is non-countable and this is, you know, non-Kara stuff, like, they can do what they want to do. Like, we should be providing, like, I understand why people want a program. And if people are going to need a program to follow because of whatever, I get it. But I still think 
going out and finding things that you can do. Like, like the park thing's great, but I got a kid from Harlem. He's not gonna be able to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, you would think, right? Like, yeah, it's gonna be hard for him to find something like that. Yeah, no, hundred percent. So, like, you know, what can I do? Then it's trying to figure out what I can do for him. Told my guys to go home and enjoy life for a week. Get outside and run, hike, climb, then reassess what kind of equipment they have access to. Love that, man. Yeah. I love that. No doubt. Just be kids, no doubt. Be kids, yeah. That hey man, all those all those hours on the playground, right? Yeah. Flipping back like, to that. It's like so many people think that it's gotta be structured technique specific stuff and don't get me wrong it's important but like right now i don't know man i, I mean here, here's the other thing we're think we're thinking about you know okay what strength exercise we can do are we even hitting nutrition enough yeah because <laughs> you know yeah not not doing strength exercise will make you weak but you know what else will make you super weak is eating like a slob and skipping meals mm -hmm. that'll make you weak mm -hmm. right? so for me like I, I have some like pretty cool ideas like you know nutrition videos and recipes and different things like that i'm going to send the guys and they send me their meal pictures breakfast lunch and dinner so i'm you know I'm holding them accountable and monitoring that but um are they eating enough or are they just shut in starving and now they're, you know, burning muscle for, for energy and now huge muscle loss way down. They, they come back just basically just withered away. And it was just all because of poor nutritional practices, right? So really, really hitting that, just I'm speaking myself, like mm -hmm. just really hitting that as well as much as the, hey, do your paper plate exercises and grab your towel and your, you know, the laundry detergent, you know all that stuff so most of the questions we've received have been about how people can eat better at home really mm -hmm. yeah. which part of me thinks that's like a head scratcher you know like when i and this is back in the 90s so i don't know probably three quarters of the people listening to this don't even know what that was but like when i went to college like i didn't eat as well as when i went home like when I went home, I was getting like a lot of vegetables and like, Oh, same, you know, absolutely, man. When I would go to school, yeah. I was eating like it was a seven year old sleepover party sometimes, yeah. you know, like, and when people are like, I don't know what to eat at home. And there's part of me that's like, what is, what are your parents cooking? Yeah. yeah. Like, well then that oh, old? we were talking earlier, like, all right, Chase. We'll see you, man. Hey, Chase, Keep up the good coming, work, bro. Uh, what's up, Brian? How you doing? Um, yeah, you know, it's, 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 uh, you know, we were talking about access to training equipment. If a guy wants to go on and buy a pull-up bar that, you, you know, set up in your door frame or, you know, resistance bands, now they can't get that stuff. Access to food, mm -hmm. you know, so, you know, what can you make if the only thing you can get is a dozen eggs you know, and potatoes, you know, like, can we get creative with that? You know, are you, are you making an omelet, you know, put the potatoes on the skillet, kind of roasting them up a little bit and putting the potatoes in there. Are you doing a little, you know, hash browns with it? And, you know, it's like, how can we help them with the, the most minimal means? Right. And that might, I mean, it might, I know for myself, I'm, I'm working on uh, four rolls of toilet paper here, man. Like I can't find toilet paper anywhere, right? It's, it's, it's long, but like, so it's like, all right, well, Kleenex. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what we got to do. I even, I even found on Amazon, you know, like the huge, like uh, gigantic rolls of toilet paper that, you know, are in like the bathrooms of like arenas and schools and stuff. I even thought about buying those. Like hell with it, it's toilet paper, right? But. Funny. Yeah, man. So, I mean, I didn't think I was going to talk about toilet paper on this, but uh, <laughs> that's a yeah, good idea man. too.
from our boy C. Hayes. Like, quiz him. What does C. Hayes say? You know so he's, he's always going for something. He's asking, it's like basically quizzing them and then providing education based on what they get wrong. Sending them a quiz. Okay. How, how would you create the quiz, C. Hayes? So it looks like it's a Google form. Okay, now I see his question. It's on the bottom there. Yeah. Man. Yeah, hey, you're I, gonna get your guys time out. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a 30. And this might be the first, so this might go full. You're gonna get your guys to take a quiz. You you're gonna get your guys to take a quiz. <laughs> if my guys are watching this right now, they turn this off. They're like, we're not taking a quiz. Like I'm telling you that right now. They know they know about Metrofit. They they did Metrofit for about uh, three weeks, and our numbers slowly dwindled with that. And I was like, Metrofit? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you can get your guys to do it, bro, more power to you. Didn't say we would have a hundred percent. Hey man, it's all. But here's the here's the thing. It's like, you know, yeah, incentive system. Yeah. Uh, you know, but what what the beauty of that is, is what are we doing? Like getting outside the box, man, what you were talking about, like connecting different points of this conversation here, being creative, creating autonomy, um, and also like kind of falling into that different relationship that you normally hold with them, mm -hmm. right? Where, you know, for me, like the guys know, like when they walk into the weight room, like it's, it's work. Like, I don't really like a lot of like, lay on the foam roller and, and joke around and stuff like that. Like, because I have 30 minutes. Like, they know, they know. I'll, I'll joke around like that on the road and, and whatnot, but like, it's all about work. So for me, it's always, the way they view me is like, hey, MJ loves me. He's gonna hold me accountable. He's gonna push me. And when I walk in the weight room, it's time to work. Well, now I can kind of fall into this different uh sector right of our relationship and that will cause it to grow even more right now we now yeah. we become more you know tight-knit now we become uh you know more unified right and so i mean really cool stuff man i mean that, that's the there, there's there's nothing there's there's nothing negative ever from being creative yeah. right nothing ever it's like, you know, you could always just, you know, take the idea in your head and just throw it away. But in order to be different, you got to think different, right? In order for your athletes to be different, you as a coach have to think different. So it's like, I, I, I know some people think I'm crazy and some of the stuff I spew is like, you know, uh, kind of just rubbish, but it's just me just letting all the stuff in my mind just pour out and be released, you know? And, and, um, I don't want to implement everything I do, but I think about it. And so like with that stuff, like really cool. See, Hayes, like, yeah, absolutely, man. Like find a way to do a little, you know, quiz and, and just have fun with it. And it's like, maybe it only lasts one day, but I'm sure there's going to be some conversations sparked from that. Maybe some laughs too. Why not? Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, man. Well, listen, man. This has been a kick-ass hour. I appreciate your time. It's always great to chop it up. Appreciate everybody for jumping on too. This was this was dope, man. Yeah, man. I appreciate you. I can't believe, uh, you know. I mean, this time is here, but you know, stay strong, man. Everybody on this, uh, stay healthy. Take care of yourself. Um, if anybody needs anything, you know, just reach out to me. I'm always always willing to help. Uh, you know, another strength coach, anybody in the field, just just uh, holler at me. Yeah, man. Appreciate you, bro. Great to see you. We'll be in touch. My man. All right, buddy. Yeah. Cheers. And a huge thanks to Matt Johnson for spending the time with us today. Guys, I, I can't tell you a conversation I've ever had with MJ that I didn't come away with something. He's a guy that I know for sure is always just open, honest, and candid in his sharing and is really just trying to, to be better and trying to help all of us be better. And, you know, Matt sitting there and not just sharing what he's doing and where he's going, but kind of pointing the thumb a couple times there and saying these are some things I need to be better at and we all can be better at as well. To me, it's just completely priceless. So, Matt, I can't thank you enough for being so open, honest, and candid with your sharing, brother, and for everything you're doing to help us all be better. 
And as always, if you did enjoy the talk, please share it through the social media outlet of your choice, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever it may be. As always, we're just trying to get the best information out there to all the great coaches that we can. And as always, thank you for everything you do for us here at Central Virginia Sport Performance. We will be back next week with another awesome guest. We will see you then.